Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. It's your girl Nay. And this is your girl Fallon So this week is going to be a little bit different as far as the format for the show. With everything that's going on, we kind of felt best just to kind of skip all of the, I guess, hot topics and all that stuff. That stuff didn't seem like super important. And just kind of give some reflections and feelings about how we feel as Black women in America with everything that's going on, um, you know, in America, period. So, uh, Fallon Deanne, how has everything been going for you? Um, it's been it's been a week. Um, so, I'm just hoping that this coming week is not as emotionally charged um, as last week was. How about yourself? Uh, same. I mean, I've been bouncing through different emotions kind of all week from sadness to fear to anger to rage to just so many different kind of emotions. Even my anxiety has been up just every, you know what I mean? Just all over the place. My mind has been crazy. I couldn't really find, I've been trying to find ways to just pull back a little bit and just get my mind out of everything, whether it be working out or just take you know watching something on tv that's funny you know what I mean just to try to bring some humor back into to what's you know what I mean because it's just so so much that's weighing heavy on my mind so what about uh what about anything for you as far as things that you've been trying to do to kind of cope um I guess for me like the first part of last week was almost like okay I'm not gonna indulge um I think I read like one or two articles and then I just was like okay I'm just draw back and I don't know I just think like I just haven't I don't know I haven't got there yet it's like I'm still in that anger cycle where I just like nothing would probably just like oh I want to watch something funny like I'm not even there yet so I'm like yeah, just drained. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a draining, a draining week, to say the least. And normally, like when it comes to these situations, like I'm super vocal and like I'm super like out there. But even I guess I just, you know, because I was going to try to write a piece for the blog. And even even that I haven't even been able to find the words to kind of put to everything because I'm just so. I guess, like you said, the best word to put it is just so drained from everything, you know? Definitely. I just, uh, like I said, like the first part, I was like, okay, I'm not going because I'm not going to like be super engaged because, you know, I know how emotional I get about these things. So I'm just going to kind of like pull back because I'm like, there was a whole thing of like Philando, you know, Trayvon Martin. That I was like sad for weeks. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that to myself. And it's like, after everything that happened, and then of course, like the events happening now, it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. So basically, this all kind of kicked off with the video. Um, that was released to social media after George uh, Floyd was killed. Uh, we saw kind of all of the from there. Um, and then it just, it's just kind of, you know, escalated. People are fed up. They're tired. You know, there's been a lot of protests, a lot of rioting in the streets. Something that I kind of want to bring back and draw attention to is um, the fact that in Louisville, Kentucky, I know I mentioned this last week on the show, but in Louisville, Kentucky, Breonna Taylor, she was killed um, by police officers when they did a raid on her home. It was a raid that was actually the, well, I'm sorry, not break in, I guess it's not called breaking in when it's police, but whatever. Um, When they actually, you know, went, entered her home and it was an incorrect home because they were supposed to be doing a drug raid. Her house was the incorrect house, and they shot and murdered her there. As of now, currently, the charges that have been brought up in the 
in that case, the only charges that were brought up were against her boyfriend. And he just recently, as I spoke about on the show last week, they recently dropped the charges on him for now is, is what the, the prosecutor tried to make sure he put out there. It, it's just for right now why the FBI and all that are doing their investigation. But I just wanted to point that out because I don't want black women to get lost in this yeah. fight as well, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, and that was one of the things, like, when you come off of, I guess, like, the, what is it, six or seven stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, okay, I'm on this cycle. And it always happened to us. It's like, bro, we haven't even completed everything from this death. And here we are suffering again. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm not mad at people for being angry. I'm angry. Um, I, like, yeah. I don't know. I, like, I'm just over it. Yeah. And I know I've seen a lot of people kind of, you know, with their outrage saying that you don't have to be out there, you know, rioting or looting and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, man, at this point, I can't I can't condemn the people for being enraged. They've sat back. We've listen, we've sat back and we've been peaceful protesting since you know what I mean since we broke the chains of slavery and lived through segregation we've been peacefully protesting since then you can't get mad at people when you know they've seen you know these peaceful protests and at the same time during those same peaceful protests you have people being tear gassed and dogs being released on them I mean, every and their mama want to throw out Dr. King and, you know, how all he did was lead peaceful protests and blah, blah, blah. And they still murdered Dr. King. Not only did they murder Dr. King, they murdered Dr. King in Memphis, Tennessee. And something that really irritated me was we saw, um, you know, we see Atlanta get on there, uh, have their press conference with uh, their mayor, Keisha, and all of that. And she brings out, of course, the rappers and all that to, quote, unquote, relate to black people and call them to stop rioting and say, when they murder Dr. This would be in the memory of Dr. King. When they murder Dr. King. They didn't riot in Atlanta. They rioted yeah. in Memphis. Right. I was just going to say, like, that was one of my points I was going to bring up is that, like, when Dr. King was murdered, there was, like, from my mother accounts, she was like, the city just went dark she was like that's the only thing that i could say it was just dark and she was like and then it all hell broke loose you know and i just feel like people use martin luther king as this meek and mal person and he was not that like he was not meek he was not mal he was willing to put apply pressure to america every summer i'm like those are his words when a reporter asked him so what what do you have plans on doing are you gonna continue to do this and he said every summer so i'm like we can't sit here and be like oh dr king was all about you know peaceful protests yeah it was peaceful protests because for me i don't i don't see him as meek and mouth or oh he made this big mistake he knew the people that were behind him and at the end of the day i'm pretty sure they knew there were going to be casualties but he knew what he was leading them into. And no matter how much we want to compare him to, I made a status today about Malcolm and Martin, Northerners racism and Southern racism, they're different. Even though it happens, it's different. Like in the North, it's like, oh yeah, they're racist, but they don't want to seem racist. The South, they don't give a fuck. I'm like, just being honest, if I go to Atlanta, I will, I'll call Triple A before I stop in Jasper, Alabama for gas. I'm like, there are places that you still go to in Mississippi where you're just like, you know what? I'm going to leave because you can smell nothing but fucking racism in the air. So just for you to say like, oh, Martin was peaceful, but he wasn't anti-violence. Because if it came down to it, that's what it came down to. Facts. Absolute facts. And that's just that's just something that I feel like 
has to kind of be stressed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like as a people, we can't condemn our own for being angry. Not only that, we can't continue to allow our message to be hijacked. Because I've also seen at a lot of these protests where you have, you know, these white folks, these kids on skateboards, these white folks who don't take it serious. They don't understand the magnitude of it. They're running around destroying the ones who are inciting these fires. They're inciting the looting and all that. And it's being blamed on our people. And we're kind of feeding into that message. And that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not productive. We shouldn't be out here condemning our own for, you know, for, let's be honest, for, for feeling what they have every right to feel, for being angry, for being enraged. We should be. Our lives continue, continue to be taken. And, it's, and it hasn't stopped. It just hasn't. Every other day, it seems like we can turn on the news and we can see another black body that was killed by the police, by somebody that they claim was supposed to protect and serve our communities. And I guess the going back to the whole Atlanta situation um, and the celebrities, like, just be quiet. (laughs) Um, Like we've seen T.I., I know the dream said something racially insensitive. Um, well, disconnected. I'm not going to say racially insensitive. Very disconnected. Of course, Lil Wayne, trash. Um, you had the tank in the shade room comment saying no one is obligated to say anything. And I guess from like from that point, it's like, but they're killing your fan base. So if you don't feel obligated to say anything, but th- these are your your fans. If you feel like, and you know, and people give bail money, yeah, that's fine. And I, I, I honestly, I can't be out on the front lines, but I do give to bail funds. But I'm also going to speak out because there's no time for your silence right now. You need to take a side. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of them are taking the side of business, money, capitalism, as opposed to lives. You know what I mean? As opposed to, and that's to me kind of the biggest thing that I've got from it is that a lot of them are just disconnected. You know what I mean? They're disconnected from, I guess, the ordinary black man and woman. Like, I guess they feel... As if I have money, I have, you know, these ample opportunities, I'm in this different space. And and that was something that I was trying to stress in the last show as well when we were talking about voting. And I was telling, you know, I was telling our, our audience, telling the people, hey, don't let these people's voices be louder than your own. Because at the end of the day, their kids don't go to school where our kids do. You know what I mean? They don't live in the neighborhoods that we have to live in. A lot of them don't even aren't policed by the same people. Uh, a lot of them, we saw we saw with the Meek Mill situation. How many of of you know regular brothers and sisters would have been in Meek Mill situation and would still be sitting in prison right now? They don't have billionaires, you know, going to judges on their behalf. That's not our experience. That's true. Even with money, because I know, like people like oh money, it's money, power, and influence. So money is great to have, but I'm like when you are in certain cities or places, you still have to have the power and you have the influence. And I'm like, you had Jay Z that basically gave probably gave you know, his attorneys, which were no, they are highly paid, high power attorneys. So. They make things happen. So I, I, that's like, like I said, that comes down to like dream tweet, like what the fuck. And I think, I don't know if you saw LL Cool J tweet where he was like, parents of biracial children. I don't, I wonder what they're thinking right now, blah, blah. What the fuck? Like when I read his tweet, I was like, what? 
Oh, look, I saw that tweet and I was like, let me turn my head to LL because I'm like, he old, he old head. I just, why? Why? LL don't do this. I was so confused. Like the other, the other people tweets, you, you know, you like, listen, this is just basically what you say. You're siding with capitalism. You're siding with business. That, that's where you are right now. Um, but with him, I was genuinely like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Confused. Like, I just, I was like, and I guess for our followers, I'll go, or listeners, I'll definitely, I found the tweet. It says, imagine how people raising biracial children feel right now. This is crazy. Sorry, there are people out here raising black-ass children. They are seen as a threat every day of their lives that don't have the privilege of being covered by white parents, white grandparents, white aunties, white uncles that don't have the privilege of, oh, you're darker, you get a you know a greater sentence than someone of a lighter complexion. So what the fuck are you talking about? And why if you have a biracial child, I feel like there's an undertaking that you need to be ready for. And that goes back to or it speaks to people that quote unquote love black people, love black bodies, the culture, the everything, but you don't really embrace it or you really don't love it. It's just you have a fetish for it. It's satisfied you have these quote unquote for the most these beautiful children that you claim that you have, and that's it. But you don't teach them about even their privilege that they have. Facts. So, I mean, I was like, um, so what are you talking about? And why would you even be thinking about that when you got a whole black-ass life with pure black-ass? I didn't understand it. Listen, that's why I was confused because I was like, your wife black as hell and so is your kid. Like, you don't even, you're not even, like, where did this come from? There's no biracial period and in, in like listen i was so confused by ll sweet i was like let me just turn this off like <laughs> i'm gonna just pre- listen i'm just gonna pretend that this didn't come from ll cool j and I, sometimes you just really have to like shut some things off because i just was i was so confused because i just didn't even understand where the message was coming from because like some people was coming um you know as far as like there's there's certain celebrities that people was coming at and I was like why like like the people who was going at J-Lo like why are y'all surprised when has J-Lo ever done anything for our culture other than steal from it so like I'm like what did y'all expect from her of course she was gonna all lives matter it because when has she ever done anything from black culture other than steal from it so like certain celebrities and things like that what people were expecting like what what I don't understand. Why do y'all expect so? Or what do y'all need them to to kind of speak up for much? Like people who are going at white celebrities, like you should. Da-da-da. What do we need? I don't need y'all approval. I don't need y'all two cents in it. If it's not how you feel, if it's not really what's on your heart, I don't need you to speak up. I don't need you to speak. I won't give you my coins. I won't support your career. Don't expect nothing from. Me, obviously, if you're not going to speak up, but I don't need it. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't demand it from you because if it's not really in your heart, then who cares? Yeah. And I think that comes back to us giving out these passes to blackness and that it's like no one is the gatekeeper. We don't gatekeep it. So now when it comes down to like, okay, whose side are you on? You've gave everybody passes and just let the gate you know, wide open that now you're expecting to see these people actually put in, I guess, put in on a struggle or have a a conversation with you about it. And that's not where they are. That's not what they're willing to do. So it's like, why for you to expect that is like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, this is what, this is the picture you've painted of them. This is not this person. Facts. But because you've been so forgiven and so open and, oh, they did this and they did that. And we're like, so? You don't get an invite to the cookout for doing anything. Like, no. Exactly. Being an ally does not mean that you have an invitation to blackness. 
you don't live it, you don't experience it. So you know what I mean? Like I've never understood those passes, quote unquote, handing out, you know, passes to the cookout because being an ally just means just that. I'm an ally. I understand your struggle. I will be there to support you. But it doesn't mean that I live in your shoes, that I'm invited into this beautiful thing that is blackness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's what I guess I don't know, like just looking at these celebrities and I I guess I don't know. I'm kinda I'm not gonna say ashamed, but I kinda am. Especially I wouldn't expect anything better from T I but I'm like, bro, did you just get your black ass on this TV? Like and do this? When just what was this last year, year before last, you was calling this whole boycott for Gucci? My thing in the and but listen, I my thing is, and I hate to harp on Atlanta because don't get me wrong, Atlanta has is is as is far more progressive as far as with black folks than a lot of other cities. But let's not pretend that Atlanta that Atlanta is as they call it, Wakanda. Let's let's be for real right now. Y'all are still right there in Georgia. There are still a lot of laws that are passed there in Georgia with all them black folks still, you know, still allowing those same laws to be passed there. They are still black. So I saw, you know, some people who are from Atlanta who are getting on there and they were tweeting and saying, y'all are saying, y'all are talking like Atlanta is so much better than everybody else. They, and a lot of people are saying they're doing the same thing in Atlanta. That they were doing to that they're doing in other cities, gentrification. They're pushing out black people out of the city. But I mean, Atlanta still has is is quote unquote black as it is. It still has a lot of the same issues that you know the rest of the country is facing. You know what I mean? So I just I hate I don't want to harp on Atlanta, but I hate that they try to place themselves like they're so far above or so far you know what I mean, removed from everybody else and everything that is going on there. Yeah, you have a lot of black businesses there. Yeah, you have a lot of black people who settle there. But y'all aren't super far removed from everybody else just because y'all got a black mayor. Listen, in a red state, but whatever. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) Pure red state. So, I mean, and I just... Talking about like far as Georgia's death, I like when I read about it and I was like, man, you know, people and I one of the things that I want to get out there when people are saying, oh, everyone that was involved that recorded needs to be prosecuted. And I just want to put out there the person that recorded the footage that recorded his death is a 17 year old girl. It's a child. Mm-hmm. So there's not. First of all, there's not much that I expect her to do, and there's not much that she could have done. And I mean, it's traumatic. And I'm like, you're acting like, man, if there were a whole group of grown ass men, then yeah, probably. But I'm like, that is all that she felt that she could do. And I mean, to be honest, even though we've seen it millions of times, the evidence, but I'm like, that part at least it still goes down in history. It will never be deleted. So it's always there. No matter how much the police, America wants to hide it, these are your ugly truths. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't understand why people were angry at her. Like you said, she was a 17-year-old child who watched the man be murdered by people that are supposed to protect and serve her community. Like she is trauma. Like I've seen an interview with her. She's traumatized. She was traumatized. She feel, She said, I saw a man take his last breath. Like, she don't even know how to, to comprehend that. The fact that she even, in my, in my honest opinion, the fact that she even had the courage to, to come forth. You know what I mean? Because she could have been scared out of her mind. Well, maybe I, I should not say anything because what if they come after me? Or my, you know what I mean? Like, so the fact that she even had the courage to say, you know what? No, people need to see this. I commend her. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Because there are certain people who wouldn't have done it, who wouldn't have came forward. We've seen that. 
definitely. And that's what I, I think that's one of the biggest things is that people wouldn't have came forward. And she also deserves protection more than anything. Be like, bro, we've seen what has happened to the protesters um, from Missouri. Um, we've seen what happened to the person that recorded Eric Garner's um, death. He was jailed. So I'm like, if anything, it's protection, not condemnation because you felt like she should have done more. And maybe because I'm just going to say maybe because people didn't know who recorded. That's the reason why they felt like, oh, more should have been done. It's like, bro, this is a child and she is hurting. Like when I saw a video when she came back to the scene, you like she's literally hurting. So yeah. I'm like, we, as a community, that part we do need to handle. Like, okay, we're here for you. We're protecting you. I did see a couple of pages where they were trying to get a GoFundMe started for her, try to find counseling and things like of that nature. Because I'm like, it's very important from here because I'm I, that's traumatic. That's the reason I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't want to see pictures of it. Nothing. I am with you. Like I, that is one thing that I will not ever allow myself to get used to. And that is seeing, a black body being murdered. Like, I can't do it. I didn't watch, I haven't watched any of, you know, these videos or thing like, things like that. Like, when I see people, like, posted, I appreciate the people who put the warnings beforehand to say, hey, I'm going to be posting this or that and other so that I can be like, okay, so I know your next post, let me not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me not engage because I don't want to see it. I don't. I, I listen, I live it. I don't need to see, you know, our people out there like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see it. And I had a discussion with somebody on my Facebook earlier this week because I was like, what? I never want to come comfortable with seeing black death. I'm like, but I'm still not one of those people. Like, I don't even like watching people get hurt. Um. But I was like, I'm just not, I don't ever want to get that comfortable where I can watch and be like, oh, okay, this is what happened. Or that I want to watch it to see what happened. I'm like, I don't want to be that comfortable. And um, the person that re- replied to me was like, well, it's for awareness. Awareness for who? Because I'm like, I black asses, we know what happened. And I'm like, no matter what you want to think about, your white friends, they know what happened. You're literally on your page with white people explaining to them racism in 2020. I'm not explaining shit to no white person in 2020 about fucking racism. Preach. Preach. And that's another thing that's been irritating me as well, is all these posts about, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying all white people are bad. I know my white friends and I still love them and blah, 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 blah. Who who said that you had to say that all white people was bad? You know what I mean? To to acknowledge racism, why do you feel like you have or why do you feel like you have to go out of your way to make white folks feel comfortable? Like I'm not talking about you. I know I know you're not racist and, and you've been a good friend. Like I don't need to go out of my way. If anything, they should be go going out of their way to show you that they're an ally. As opposed to you having to go out of your way to make them feel comfortable. And and just, and I guess the another thing that irks me is that people are getting, um, I've seen so many status, it's like, well, some of my right, white friends are so silent. So you still get white people that you associate with that's silent on the issues that you deal with every day, but unfollow, delete, and this in on internet and in real life. Thanks. like. Why are you even associating with somebody that that's doing it? And I even have like one person was like, well, and I deleted her like a long time ago. And she was like, well, I just see everybody. I teach my children that everybody is the same color. You don't get any kudos or brownie points for basically dismissing somebody whole entire race. Being black makes up what I am. Being black makes up the experience that, that I have every day in life. And you telling your child, oh, everyone is the same color, which we know that's not true. And you don't treat everyone the same. So I, I just, 
it's like those things. It's like y'all are still having conversations with white people about Black Lives Matter, um, racism, black on black crime, um, inequality. I'm not having discussions, and I think that's one part of self-care and mental health, is that those people I di- disengage from, no one even comments on my, if I have a white person that's on my friends, they don't have to even comment. I don't should just be quiet. Yeah. And even, it's just like, even with black people now, I'm, I'm to the point now, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even replying to you guys anymore with this explanation. You can go out there, you can find it. Like, just seeing people, well, what about black on black crime? What the fuck about it? And I'm like, technically, black on black crime is easier to fix than racism. When you look down to it, because I'm like, black on black crime is basically, it's a lack of resources, priority, viable jobs with opportunities, health insurance, proper health care, being listened to when you go to the doctor. So I'm like, if you actually have people that are thriving, that drives down crime majorly. Anywhere. Those are technically right. Anyway, those are technically easy fixes if it wants to be fixed. It doesn't want to be fixed. The government doesn't want to fix it. So guess what? We just be on a continuous cycle. And I like you literally are arguing with people, black and white, about every time this happens. Well, black people kill each other. So does white people. So does Hispanic people. So does Asian people. And so on and so on. Americans also kill each other. In that case, we need to stay our asses out of other people's countries, bombing them. Mm, girl, listen. They don't want to hear that, though. They don't want to hear that. They, they, they can't understand common sense. They can't understand that Black-on-Black crime was a construct that was created by the government in order to divide Black folks. Because truth be told, it's called, it is not called Black-on-Black crime. It is called crime of proximity. If you go and look in all the criminal justice books, it'll tell you it's called crime of proximity. People kill, rob, murder, all of that stuff in places that, that that's close and confined. So if you put a bunch of black people in the same area with the same conditions, of course, it's going to be kill or be killed, right? It's survival of the fittest. They're going to do what they got to do to survive their circumstances. So if you have poor education, like you said, if you have lack of resources, you have lack of jobs, lack of money, lack of opportunity, then people are going to do what they have to do in order to survive. And that happens anywhere. It's not just in Black communities. It happens anywhere. So I'm tired of hearing that as an excuse to for people to make that, oh, we don't care that Black people... Are, of course we care that Black people are being killed. But the difference is, is that a lot of those crimes, when they occur... Look at the jail cells. Look at who's in them. Look at who is serving all, the majority of those life terms and spending their entire lives behind bars. It ain't the white folks. It's the black people. It's people that look like us. That's the difference. And that's what, like, I guess it's like my, and I think it shows also a laziness because you can literally go on the internet, you can go read books, and it'll tell you all of these things. Like, oh, if you live in a community, that's the reason why when children are kidnapped, they look at the first, who was this child associated with? Facts. When you are married and your spouse passes away and it's valid, who is the first person they look at? We're going to get an alibi for the spouse first. Mm-hmm. Because that it's certain things that they know it's it's human. So I'm like, we cannot sit here and I'm like, no matter you can stay in a city. And if you take in Memphis, for example, because it's what I know, um we we see reports all the time, Memphis, Memphis, this inner city, urban, urban. But when you really look at it, it's like, okay, well go to the outskirts. They have a lot of calls. Domestic violence, people are held people hostage, some like murder, theft. Some like for you to just sit here and be like, oh no, you know, it's just a black thing. It's just a black problem. It's not, it's not true. Unlike if you go to North Dakota, which is pretty mostly white people, 
they're going to be mostly white on white crime. If you go to Alaska, whatever. I'm like, so you can't say, oh, well, a state or a city that's 70% black, you're like, it, they commit the most of the crime. Uh, of course they would. It's mostly them. The facts. <laughs> Basically. Who, who else is supposed to do it? Exactly. And no matter what you what you say, and I would never be like, oh, yeah, we can eradicate black and black. Eradicate what? It's Crime is going to happen no matter, because, again, that's human nature. Crime is going to happen. We are not going to be at the only thing we can do is decrease. But again, go back to the subject that we were talking about. It is not an answer for decreasing racism. Facts. Because, like I said, that's a, a bigger issue because, again, people know that it's there. And I don't care what nobody say. Oh, how are we still dealing with this in 2020? Because we didn't deal with it in. 2019, we didn't deal with it in 2010, we didn't deal with it in 2000, we didn't deal with it in 90. We didn't. Should I keep going? Facts. Like, so it was never dealt with. Were we comfortable? Probably, because you had, okay, well, now, you know, I have a little more money, my children are able to go to the school that I want them to go to. So, so I do think there was a little bit of complacency that happened, but no. That is the truth. That's what I, I I think that's the perfect word to describe it when it comes to racism as, as far as with within the black, you know, as far as in the black community, how a lot of people racism, it's because we got complacent, we got comfortable. We, like you said, we started to see some progress and because we saw some progress, we were like, oh, it's not as bad, but let's be honest. So I think that that is one of the things with us living in the South that has has been a benefit or been beneficial to us because for us we've always kind of seen racism live up you know what i'm saying up close we never even had the opportunity to feel like oh well maybe it's not as bad because i can just just speaking for myself living in the south i've never ever gotten the impression that you know what I mean? That racism didn't exist. Like I've never, that's never crossed my mind ever. Like I've seen still in 2020 where white people still call people nigger with the hard ER. You know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll spit it with the hard ER. They still spit on people. They still don't want certain, you know, black people to sit inside of their establishments. You know what I mean? Like we've still see that live direct and you know what I mean? So I I think that that's one of the benefits for us. And I think that in other places, maybe, especially, you know, up north and, and, and all that, where, like you said, racism is a little bit more like it's not as in your face that that allowed them to maybe become more complacent in it. But no, it ain't never really went away. It's never changed. And that's why it... Like I said, just looking on the internet, people like I've never experienced racism. I'm like, racism. I'm like, girl, what you chat? Unless you stay in like shit. I'm trying to think because I'm like, even if you go to like this part of Africa, it's like, yeah, no, girl. Listen, I'm with you. <laughs> what? I'm like, no. And I'm like, even if it's not, and I again. We also have to think about microaggressions are racist, is or is racist. Yes, it's it may not be oh loud, they didn't call me a nigger, but it was you know, oh, you shouldn't wear hair like this, or if they call you Shaquita and that's not your name, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, I don't play about my blackness, like you're gonna call me by my name, and I worked in jobs, I visited places that you like microaggressions and that passive aggressive nature shit. Boo boo, let's go ahead and nip this in the bud. So you won't think that we both don't know where you're coming from. So that way when I go to HR and I cry like a Karen, you'll know that it's coming. And you can stop playing with me. Thanks. Um I just, you know, it's just it's just craziness out there. Um, I do want to kind of draw back just a little bit to 
like the protest um, just because I want to, you know, use our platform to to kind of help the people out there um, for the people out there protesting. Um, there is a list of um, law firms that are, you know, providing pro bono services if you are arrested. Um, we'll try to get them posted up on somewhere on our social medias, on our website. Um, so if you do find yourself where you have been arrested, they are providing pro bono services so that, you know, you can get out of jail. I do want to also point out that even though a lot of y'all are on this comp- conspiracy bullshit, please, please, please do not fall into this misconception that COVID is over. It is not. So if you are out in the streets, make sure that you do have on your face mask, be touching folks, handing out food, make sure that you're wearing gloves. If you are feeling symptomatic, yes, I know you want to be out there in the streets. You want to be a part of the movement. But if you are feeling symptomatic, stay your ass at home. Don't be bringing that out there to the people. Just all in all, be safe, protect yourselves. Um, some other tips I saw um, about people as far as protesting, um, they said to make sure that you're wearing all black, um, no type of clothing or things that are identifiable. Um, make sure that if cameras and things like that, people try to push cameras and stuff in your face that you, hey, no, I don't want to be filmed. You know, whatever you can do and just, you know, be out there and be protesting. Um, if you're an organizer of a protest, again, make sure that you're out there um, telling people to be safe. Like I said, continue to protect themselves. COVID is still very much real. Make sure um, I would even suggest if you are an organizer of one of these protests um, to have face masks, the little disposable ones. If you see people without face masks, to provide some for them. Just, you know what I mean? Just overall still protecting our health because that's a big, another part of it. You know what I mean? Because we have seen that when we go to hospitals and we go, you know what I mean? That even, even in the healthcare, there is bias. So when we go to hospitals and things like that, we don't get the same treatment. We aren't always heard. And a lot of our people are, you know, if we look at the statistics, a lot of black and brown bodies are high are highly uh, highly more impacted by the covid virus or as far as dying than our white counterparts so i just would say continue to stay safe and protect yourselves definitely that part i do agree with and just to add that you know even with the face mask it keeps some of your features covered up and cover up your tattoos facts and all your other stuff so um and I think I saw something where they were saying cover your ears because that's actually an identifiable feature, which I never thought about that. Um, cut your cell phone if you can on airplane mode. Cut it off um, would be the best thing. But if you have to, at least keep it on airplane mode. So that way... It can't track you. Know, right, you can't be tracked. Um, but definitely, just want to see everybody, especially with people safe and at home um after protesting and i've just seen so many freaking videos of especially in nypd and i don't understand for the life of me why people are like oh my gosh they said nypd crews on fire and i'm like okay i'm like you literally see nypd car plow into a crowd they have pushed people well not push because what he uh with the video that i saw was like I don't. I think a shove is maybe even. I don't even know what you would call it because he literally shoved this guy into the ground. Um, so I'm like, just to see a couple of cars that are insured, and if they get for a little bit of nothing, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and I guess like for our listeners, make sure you are giving your money to legit organizations, legit people that are actually on the ground that are working. Um, Do your research. Always important. Um, And there are a lot of people that are on the ground working that are legitly like bailing out people 
Um, and then you have some people that not going to call the same, um, that are basically just fundraising just to fundraise, but the money doesn't actually make it to the people that need it. Um, so definitely do your research. Make sure, like I said, that you're actually giving to the organization that even if it's not tax deductible, because I know a lot of people are like, can I put it on my taxes? Even if it's not tax deductible, is that it's going for the intended purposes. Like if I'm giving money and it's a, it's for bail, as long as it's used for bail money, that's fine. Yeah, most that's definitely. Um, and we'll try to include some of those different resources um, on our different platforms. Again, I just really want to also really, really, really hamper on this case in Louisville, Kentucky with Breonna Taylor, because I don't, that is one of the things I will say about the movement that has consistently bothered me is that almost as if the the cases of Black women are pushed to the back burner. So I do not want to, to leave her out of this. I want to make sure that, you know, her name is still said. I want to make sure that people still understand that there have been no arrests made at all. They haven't made any arrests as far as her case is concerned. So I just want to continue to push that out there and put that to the forefront. I will not allow Black women to be erased in this movement. I just cannot do it. And I think going back to your first statement about her where, or last week's episode, well, it was actually this week where the um, prosecutor was saying, oh, when the FBI gets done with their investigation, um, we're letting him go for now. And I guess for me, it kind of raised red flags or suspicion. I'm not like, a, well, I can't be a conspiracy theory, but it's like, are y'all focusing more on trying to prove the guilt of the boyfriend than y'all are focusing on a botched rape? Because exactly. you had the person that you were looking for already in custody. And then you have a person saying that you didn't identify yourself, which we know you guys do know not rage and you don't identify yourself always because you so hyped up on, I want to catch them or whatever. You don't want them to get rid of evidence. And if you knock and you say you're the police, all this. So I guess that's one of my things that's like, now it's like, you know, what's the focus? Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, um, bringing it back to kind of some of these protests and things, um, there are some places where we've seen where the National Guard has been saying in Minneapolis, I think, um, that they are practicing martial law. We've seen some videos where they have tanks running through neighborhoods where you have soldiers screaming out, you know, um, kill them all and another. So I just protect yourselves. Be safe. Protect yourselves by any means. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. And I, I don't know, because I feel if people just going again, speaking on the looting and the rioting, and people like, oh, they don't have to, bro. It's like it's been places like Target. Then you show the white guy that was breaking out the windows in AutoZone. Um. That stuff is insured, mm-hmm. like majorly, and they're gonna do what they do. They're gonna fluff the insurance claim and be like, "Oh, we had, you know, ten million dollars worth of damages, which was probably like a million, but yeah, send us a check." So I don't, I don't know that part. I don't get again. This to me, just like you're participating in capitalism. A lot of people. Um, business owners, even small business owners um, have been like, listen, do what you got to do. We can rebuild. Yeah. And for the black businesses out there, if you're worried about it, um, I've seen where that uh, a lot of um, organizers or protesters or things like that are in because I guess loading around, they said to put in your window black owned business so that they know, you know, for the ones who are out there looting and rioting so they know, hey, skip over this one. You know what I mean? So just any little thing that you can do, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess I also, and this one's probably going to ruffle a couple of feathers, 
to the Christian community out there. Please don't get on y'all y'all stands and and get out here and start throwing Bible verses at people and saying, "Oh, God wouldn't like this," and you have to love that enemy and pray for that enemy. But I'm not praying for nobody. I'm sorry. I'm not praying for the police. I'm not praying for these cops, killers. I mean, these killers who are out here murdering black people. I'm not praying for them. Um, I want to see justice done, you know, to the full extent of the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, no, we're not doing it. And I, and I feel like to call on people in such a difficult time to be like, oh, you should be forgiven. I don't know. I just feel like it's not, I'm trying to, can't find, I'm just, it's not possible. Um, and I think that goes back to a lot of that. I don't know if it's maybe slavery that's like, oh, we have to be forgiven or we have to turn the other cheek. And by all means, Jesus was a rebel. And you can't teach, I guess that's some of the reasons that I have with, you know, Christianity. You can't teach, oh, God was as much man or Jesus was as much man as he was God. Because in our nature, or and if we've made like this, Forgiveness is tough, especially when you watch it and it's constantly you, 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 you know? So I'm like, for you to call on me to be like, oh, you should forgive, but you don't have your people that you, and this is for black pastors, but you go to conferences with white ministers. You have think tanks with white ministers. You don't ever put pressure on them to say, hey, you need to be talking to your congregation about racism whether it's covert or overt you need to make sure that you're sympathetic to your black people you don't call on them to do that but you again you will go to your congregation every time this happened and they're angry and say oh we need to be you know to extend forgiveness it's not right and it's not fair and it's like oh we need for you to be the bigger person why do i always have to be the bigger person it's the time for everything. Right now is not the time. It's not. Don't that's that's why I'm saying don't get out here condemning folks, telling them that they wrong, this, that, and other, and 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 do like I'm sorry. It's not the time. Kumbaya shit don't work no more. We've seen it. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. You gotta fall on the side. That's all I'm gonna say. Fall on whatever side you wanna fall on, but you gotta fall on the side. Stay there. No, thanks. Um, all of y'all out there really be safe because I've seen so many of these places now are enacting um curfews at like six, eight o'clock, whatever, to like five and six AM in the morning. Um, we just saw in Atlanta where they literally announced that they were enacting a curfew at like nine PM and like at nine thirteen we saw them pull two college students out of the talking about they were you know, past curfew and they tased and beat on them. So just please, 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 if y'all guys are out there, um, please be safe. If y'all see that there is a curfew, beware, protect yourselves and just, because like I said, I just don't want to see any more videos or hear any, you know what I mean? I don't want to any more hashtags. That I'm with y'all. Um, and I want to I know, now I can't think of his name. Is it Christian Cooper? Yeah. So that was the guy that was in New York and, you know, the white lady cried on the phone with the police. So I do want to bring up that actually you would think that people, of course, New York, you've seen the news cycle, but there was also a black woman that was sitting out in like... I guess you'd say like a business park, it looks like, where they just have like benches out there. Um, and her name is Janae, Mia, Janiah, Janiah, mm-hmm. um, sitting on a bench. Lady literally calls the police on her and was like, oh, she's threatening my children. I'm pretty like she had to call the police like five times. So I don't know if they actually took her serious. Um, but it just goes back to, you know, us just always been the target. So while we're thinking, you know, okay, what happened, protests and riots and stuff like that, we're also dealing with 
these type of aggressions as well that again you just saw what happened last week and here you are this week still on the phone crying to the police about a, a, an invisible threat mm-hmm. because you felt like she shouldn't be in the community and I don't give a damn if it was in Manhattan and she traveled from Jersey to sit at that bench it's public Thanks. Um, and she was like oh she's threatening my children but her children were literally probably about 600 feet away from her. Ma'am, if you're so concerned about your children, you left your purse and your children. I mean, the the pram, her purse, the other little baby, you just left them out here so you can come and harass the black woman. And a husband just walked off from my ass. Because mm. he probably know, like, this bitch, yes. And wasn't an immigrant. She, I guess she's a U.S. citizen now, but you can tell from her accent that she is an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. But okay. Yeah. Um, so any kind of final thoughts or anything that you kind of want to get off your chest or speak on, uh-huh. address, bring up any other feelings? I would just say, um, again, be safe. Make sure you cover up. Um, protect your brothers and sisters first and foremost. Um, don't lose sight of the goal. And for us that are sitting at home that can't protest, don't want to protest, too scared to protest, put your money where your mouth is. Um, if you can't show support, shut up. And revolutions are not pretty. They're not peaceful. Um they're not going to be a kumbaya moment. And we've seen in history where we've tried to have those moments and we've been met with water hose, dogs, pepper spray, knives, batons, and some more. So, um, yeah, that's just my deal. Just be quiet if you can't support. Take care of yourself. Still remember, like you said, Corona is still out here. It's still breeding. Just because there's a new news cycle and the focus has been shifted a little, um, the numbers are still rising. So please, 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 please be safe. Yes. Um, So for me, the final thing that I would like to say is just to folks out there, if you are out there in the streets protesting, again, just be safe, still stay covered up. You know, remember, like you said, remember the mission, remember the goal, remember that revolution isn't pretty. I would to the folks. I would also say to the folks who are at home, um, and like you said, because there, there are people who, you know, are scared. They don't want to go out and protest. They don't want to go out in the street. Don't let people make you feel like, you know, that you're some bad person or something like that. Just find other ways to contribute to the. You know, to, everybody is going to be in the streets and be on the front line. Some people have to stay behind and be, you know, organized and, and be, contribute that way. So just find ways that you can contribute to the movement that you can make your voice, you know, continue to be heard and be a part of the movement. Um, don't feel guilty if, if you're scared. So don't feel like you, you know, you're not, it's it, that you're a bad person if you're not out there in the street. Because like I said, that ain't, that revolution, uh, the revolutionary life ain't for everybody. And uh, like I said, just find ways that you can contribute to, you know, to the cause, plain and simple. And just please, 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 y'all, please stay safe. I don't want to see no more videos of us out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear no more stories. I don't want to see no more hashtags. So just please, please be safe. Please take care of yourselves and your family. Um, And yeah, man. Don't be scared to say that Black Lives Matter either, okay? Don't let somebody bully you into that all lives matter bullshit. Say, if you, you know what I'm saying? Say it with your chest. Because Black Lives do fucking matter. Period. And uh, I guess that's all we really have for you guys this week. Um, It's been an emotional week. Um, We, as usual, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to our show. Um, We'll probably try to follow up with, like, 
I know we've been talking about the blog. Me and Fallon Deanne, if you know anything about us as far as this show is concerned, we are our worst critics. <laughs> um, so <laughs> when it comes to like our writings and things like that, I think we both have talked about the, just the anxiety that we have on even writing it and probably rewriting and all of that. So we're gonna we're gonna push ourselves though to get over our anxiety and really try to to get some you know some things up on the blog, especially some resources for the people as far as what's going on out there. So be looking to the blog, um, pay attention to our social media pages um, as we continue to kind of be you know, just be a presence and be out there. You know, our platform isn't ginormous. It isn't as big as the others, but it is our platform. And we want to use it for, you know, positivity and to affect our communities the best way that we know how. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Bye, guys. Thank you. Good night.